White Americans aren't afraid of the cops. White Americans are never afraid of the cops, even when they're committing insurrection, even when they're engaged in attempting to occupy our capital to steal the votes of people who look like me. Because in their minds, they own this country, they own that capital, they own the cops, the cops work for them, and people like me have no damn right. I got names. You got names. And what happened? You were trying to go inside the yeah, Capitol? Yeah, I, I made it like a foot inside and they pushed me out and they maced me. What's your, what's your name? Where are you from? My name is Elizabeth. I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. And why did you want to go in? We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Thank you. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. Know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. Hey, hey, party crashers! Welcome to another episode of The Uninvited. This is your host Jerry Jones. However you found us, and whyever you decided to find us, I'm so very glad you did. Please do us a favor. Please rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss another one of these fine episodes. And should you decide to give us a rating, consider giving us five stars because you know, five stars feels a whole lot like love. And uh, four stars, four stars feels like the friend zone. So, um, what have y'all been up to the past uh, couple of days? Um, wow, so some of you are probably thinking, well, you know, Jerry, yesterday was Wednesday and uh, you didn't uh, you didn't record an episode. You know, I normally, for those of you who are who are new, to the show, I typically record on Sundays and Wednesdays, and I uh, got season two off on on Sunday, and, you know, I'd hope that uh, the show that I was going to do yesterday would have been about the, you know, kind of the unofficial coronation of, of uh, President-elect Biden, Vice President-elect Harris, uh, my hope, I'm going to be honest on Sunday, I, I had a little bit of dread. I didn't, I didn't actually believe that, uh, Georgia would, would send both Reverend Warnock and John Ossoff to the Senate. And, uh, I hope though, that when I was on the air on Wednesday, that we would be really celebrating and quite honestly, if I'm being totally honest, I, I was planning on talking a whole lot of trash on Wednesday about how we got our president, we've got the Senate. I was gonna say some really terrible things about um, Senate Majority Leader McConnell. And, you know, we were gonna wax poetic about what the next, really what the next two years would look like, but really, you know, starting to dream about what the next four years would look like. You know, I, uh, I was up a little too late um, Tuesday night into the wee hours of Wednesday morning. It was difficult for me to go to sleep because I was so excited. So excited about uh, Reverend Warnock and John Ossoff and how both of them and the thing that I was nervous about. I was like, you know, when I wake up, I sure hope that Ossoff has crossed 
the 0.5% uh, mark to make sure that there's not another recount or runoff or what have you. Um, all of that to say that uh, yesterday, yesterday did not happen the way any of us, well, let me back up. Yesterday did not happen the way many of us had hoped. Yesterday, sadly, did happen the way that apparently a few thousand people, let me say, I was going to say that, I was going to say that, that maybe they hoped that it would happen. There was nothing, any, there was no semblance of hope in what we saw yesterday on January 6th. There was no hope. Um, that was planned. It was coordinated. And my own personal opinion, I don't have any data. I don't have any facts um, to back this up. But I believe it was aided and uh, abetted by the the 45th president of the United States. Um, so I was making my lunch yesterday and making my lunch and I'm watching the president giving his speech to the, the crowd that had gathered. And I, I, I don't know. But, I mean, listen, we've all seen it by now. We've all seen excerpts. We've all seen what's happened. But I knew, I knew in that moment that it wasn't going to be the kind of day that we hoped for. Um, and clearly it turned out to be significantly worse. Um, you know, for me... Yesterday felt a lot like 9-11 to me. So, back on 9-11, I was living uh, in an Overland Park. And I was on my way to work. Um, and I was dropping... Um, we were dropping... I was dropping off some tapes. I can't remember. I think they were tapes. I think we were... I think we still had a VCR then. Um... Uh, Dropping off um, tapes at uh, at Blockbuster, um, and for those of you that are from Kansas City, it was the Blockbuster near the Fuddruckers. I I don't know. Are Fuddruckers still around? Are they still around? I gotta tell you, the burger, fry, and pie. To me, that's still one of the best food deals ever. Burger, fry, and pie from Fuddruckers. Like, you can't beat it. Or Fud, but I don't know. I don't know if Fuddruckers are, are still around or not. But um, they had... I love their uh, their apple pie. Can I just tell you, speaking of burgers and pie, do any of you all remember um, Backyard Burger? Backyard Burger. There used to be a Backyard Burger um, by the old Glenwood Theater. Um, 
and that's the one I would go to all the time. Backyard Burger had, and there was also a Backyard Burger also in here in Kansas City by the Hy-Vee uh, on Martway. For those of you who are listening <laughs> from outside of Kansas City, which is most of you, none of this really matters. But I say all that to say that they had some legit apple and peach cobbler. And I'm not talking about Karen's apple cobbler or peach cobbler. I'm talking about Pearl's apple cobbler. Pearl's peach cobbler. You know, like the kind of cobbler that I could bring to a family cookout. Okay. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how they were able to do it. But they they had the down home... Um, like real legit cobbler. I digress. So on 9-11, I'm dropping off the videos uh, on the way to work. And I'm listening to um, 610 Sports Radio. And at the time, some of you all who follow sports might be familiar with a guy named Jason Whitlock. Pretty controversial, not a fan of his now. I'm, I, well, let me back up. I'm a fan of his writing. I don't, clearly do not agree with his politics. He and I have different points of view, especially uh, as it relates to, uh, to Black Lives Matter. But, listening to, to Jason Whitlock, and he, again, this is very Kansas City-centric, but he was on, uh, with in every day on the show, they would have Joel Nichols, Joel Nichols is a local Kansas City television personality. He'd come on and do the weather, and they would just talk shop. And while they're on on the air together, they're talking. I'm like, yeah, crazy thing. You know, there was a plane. You know, earlier today there was a plane that you know that had crashed into the World Trade Center, and they're just talking. And you know, I'm driving, and you know, as, you know, they're talking. About, oh, that sounds crazy. And so they're just, and then they go on and kind of talk sports. As they're talking, Joel Nichols is like, oh my goodness, another plane just crashed into the World Trade Center. So for me, it was at that point that I knew that this was something that's going to be big. I'm not some super procrastinator. All I'm saying is that I got to the office, I jumped online, um... And I can't remember which, whatever news um, website. I mean, this is still kind of, the web was still kind of new. But you know, I'm in a business, and so I was able to stream online. And I didn't get any work done that day. Um, a lot of folks, you know, as you would, would imagine, as you remember, everyone was just glued to what was happening that day. Um, so as I'm making my lunch yesterday and I'm watching the president and listening to him give this speech I'm recognizing in the moment as he's saying well let's go down Pennsylvania Avenue and let's give them the courage that they need and the things he was saying about Mike Pence and saying hey Mike needs to deliver I'm not going to be happy if he doesn't do this in the moment I recognize it oh he's trying to I know I'm not trying to to do a whole lot of cursing but you know uh, it is a family show 
But Trump was, I, I was just thinking he's trying to stir up some shit. And so I was glued and I knew from a productivity perspective, I was screwed. I knew I was going to be done. And um, I, uh, I, I moved the meetings I had for the afternoon because it became obvious by two o'clock. It was obvious <clears throat> that the day wasn't a normal day. And everything that probably needs to be said about what the day was has probably been said. Um, and I would say that if I were in a place, if I, if I, if I were in the mental mindset and also if I had the talent, <laughs> which is key, if I had those two things, the show that I would have loved to have done was the show that Stephen Colbert did last night. Do yourselves a favor. Do yourselves a favor. Um, and my cousin Kristen, shout out Kristen, uh, had had uh, had texted me earlier today and saying, "Hey, you need to watch Stephen Colbert." And I'm like, "Oh, I watched it live." Um, but do yourself a favor and YouTube Stephen Colbert's opening monologue from last night. It is television br brilliance. It is uh, it, not only is it Emmy worthy. But he nailed it. He absolutely nailed what I was feeling and what so many of us are feeling. And I, you know, look, I don't know how you felt when you saw the videos of the Capitol Police opening the barricades and letting the rioters and the looters in. Of course, they weren't rioting and looting then. But they let them in. I don't know how you felt, but I will tell you how I felt. Now, I didn't see that until probably 5, 6 o'clock. When I saw that, I had a visceral, visceral negative reaction. And when I say negative, like, uh, it was like, there, there was, there was uh, a visceral violence um in my body because i i immediately remembered the black lives matter protests and i remember remember and we've talked about this on the show remember that whole thing like they, they had all of those folks uh in front of the lincoln uh, lincoln uh, monument and it was all of these armed guards but they did not have any um identifying information we didn't know if they, they we didn't know if they were national guard we didn't know if they were some sort of secret federal militia they certainly weren't um they were not dressed as uh capital well they wouldn't have been capital police because it was not on on the capital and they were running like 600 strong um of of these um these these militarized law enforcement officials all over uh, D.C. to keep people from um, what they believe would be rioting and looting. 
um, because people were were lifting up the fact that we were tired of being killed by the police. Um, so to juxtapose that with um, to, to juxtapose that with I had a little I was trying to do a little uh, IG TV thing. I didn't realize that it cut you off after 15 minutes. I'm trying to do this whole multimedia. I, I listen. Um, I, I, I am not going to take over the world of multimedia at all. Um, but juxtapose that with cops letting them in. With I, I did see at one point as people were just kind of walking through uh, the Capitol and they were kind of moving the uh, the velvet rope. Uh, barriers and then I just saw a couple of officers walk on the outside of that group and just ignored them they ignored people in there with you can't bring here's the thing uh, I haven't I haven't had to make a capital visit since uh, the week after Trump um, won the election from Hillary Clinton um, so as you recall, the, uh, the, the Trump Clinton election was November 8th, which was a Tuesday and I flew in to DC the following Sunday for meetings that were lasting through Thursday of that next week. So I can tell you, so in, in, in prior to that, uh, with my old job organizing, I would probably go to D.C. five, six times a year. What I can tell you is you don't get to walk into the Capitol. You don't get to walk into any of the Senate office buildings or House office buildings. Just so you know, so like there are offices in the Capitol um, but many of the, uh, the Capitol building, but legislators have actual offices in buildings where they and their, and their staffs work. What I'm just saying is that, um, you don't just get to walk in with your signs and you sure as hell don't get to walk in with your, your flagpoles and your flags, or you don't walk in with guns and knives. That doesn't happen. That is literally, well, let me back up. That was literally not a thing until yesterday, January 6th. So to see that really just, it really pissed me off. And to see, but the thing that, man, there were two things that got me. One thing that sent me over the edge from an anger standpoint was, and you've probably have all seen the video of the cop, like, holding someone's hand. You know, like, you ever see that? You ever see, like, at the Academy Awards, right? Or or the uh, or the Grammys. And there's someone, you know, someone gets up, you know, they win their award, and someone kind of guides them by the hand up the stairs. Or if, if, the, if the, the actor or actress, if they forget that they're supposed to, 
to to exit, you know, um, stage, you know, stage right, right. Um, but they start down the stairs, and someone will come down and kind of guide them gingerly down the stairs to see that um, that Capitol police officer doing that for that um, that rioter was um, it may it's not the most listen there's nothing more insulting than watching a law enforcement officer kill a civilian um, there's nothing more insulting than that and there's nothing that will ever jar me more than the eight minutes and 31 seconds of George Floyd. But I will tell you what that video, I'm going to put in my top five of things that I've seen cops do that have sent me over the edge. Um, it was very problematic to see cops taking selfies with protesters and then i don't know if you saw the video of the one the 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 cop the the, the black cop who by himself was trying to fend off like dozens of uh of 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 these thugs and they were kind of chasing him up the stairs and i'm like thank god someone had it on video because man i think they would have tried to hurt they would have killed they would have tried to kill him uh, that gave me ton that that gave me a sense of anxiety watching that video. Um, the video that uh, that broke my heart, the video that told me it was time to go to bed. At this point, it was uh, probably I, I did stay up after I saw it, but I should have gone to bed immediately thereafter. Uh, after well after midnight, I saw. A video of a cleaning crew in the Capitol and you know the cleaning crew their job is to keep the Capitol clean right um, and they're picking up broken glass and they're sweeping the floors I should mention that in this video everyone in the video except one person was black the one person who was not black was a Capitol Police officer in this video. He was white. It should be noted that he was also um, unmasked. Um, the cleaning crew in their entirety in this small video were black. So think about that. Think of the juxtaposition of this summer black folks standing up just for the right not to be killed not to be seen as a thug because we are wearing a hoodie we are just saying we don't we are not guilty because we are black we took to the streets peacefully for that and for that people got tear gassed they got rubber bullets. We all remember the president for his photo op clearing the street of Black Lives Matter protesters with rubber bullets and tear gas. Or they, oh, they all oh, wasn't tear gas. It was smoke, 
bomb, whatever the who who gives a shit, okay? Um, it was wrong. So to go from that to letting them in, to go from um, us black folks doing it the right way, like the way it was supposed to work is that we as black folks got to be the first to celebrate the victory that we got, not just for black folks, but for all America. Black folks delivered the White House again. Black folks delivered the Senate again, and not just black folks. Latinx folks, our indigenous brothers and sisters, our Asian Pacific Islander brothers and sisters, collectively BIPOC folks, we saved America from itself. And the thanks that we get for that when it's all said and done is a tantrum, a white nationalist, racist, snowflake, sore loser ass tantrum. That's what we got. And our thanks at the end of all of it my cousin Ted um, had posted something and it was just spot on. Do you all know that of, out of all those things that happened, that only like 60 people were arrested and most of those were for the curfew? Do you all know that? Did you all know that just if you walk in to the Capitol with any of those things that you did, like you walk in with a, you walk, guys, until yesterday, the only flags, the only flag that's ever flown are the stars and stripes. And yesterday, for the very first time, the Confederate flag was displayed in the U.S. Capitol. For the first time, someone had the audacity to take the American flag out and plant the Trump flag in our thanks for having saved this democratic republic is that black folks got to clean up the mess when the snowflakes got to on their own recognizance mind you gently handheld down the steps escorted out as if they had taken a tour of the capitol and they're basically out there tailgating in the streets, celebrating the fact that they that they believe they got one over on the American people, the people who actually love this country. And I'm not just talking about black folks now. I'm talking about all folks who actually love this country, who actually believe in democracy. Our thanks is that black folks got to clean up the mess. That is what our country thinks of people of color. That we shouldn't have the right, and you heard Joy Reid and she hit it right on the head. There are people out there, those people, not, there is not a person out there, those Trumpers, who believe that I, they don't actually believe that I as a black man should even have the right to be on talking even about their actions right now. 
they think that I should just shut the hell up. And sure as hell shouldn't be voting, Democrat cities equals black cities. Democrat states equals black states. And so I'm not trying to offend you, good white folks. I'm not even trying to uh, offend my Latinx brothers and sisters, indigenous brothers and sisters, Asian Pacific Islander brothers and sisters, but just know the dog whistle, when they call a Democrat city or Democrat state, they're grafting you in. They're basically saying those black cities. And they're not actually even saying that. They're really saying, they're saying the N-word cities. They're grafting you into all of that. I, uh, this weekend, um, I'm only bringing this up because I uh, le there was a lethal weapon marathon. There was a Rocky marathon on too, but uh, a lethal weapon marathon. And lethal weapon two, lethal weapon two is the one with Joe Pesci, um, and it was the the South Africans and the the diplomat. You know, he called Mel Gibson. I don't know why in our family. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, when you're when you're black and when you're a per when you're a person of color, you just have to laugh. You have to kind of laugh at the racism that's thrown at you because we recognize how ridiculous racism is. And sometimes you just have to laugh to keep from crying. But there's a scene in uh, uh, in Lethal Weapon 2 where Mel Gibson goes to confront the South African diplomat. Those South Africans are running some sort of drug ring. And uh, the the diplomat you know, has this interchange with Mel Gibson. Uh, and I know, I know it's Mel Gibson. I'm sorry, but I, I, I love the lethal, lethal, lethal weapon franchise. Um, but he's like, he looks at Mel Gibson with this look of absolute disgust. And he's like, you Kathia lover. And so in our family, that's always just kind of, whenever that's on, you know, we'll just kind of say it and chuckle. Um, but you're all are grafted in now to, uh, and and when when they think about how disgusted they are with with black folks and people of color um, allies, you're you're thrown in with us. Um, so I guess all I can say is that um, we got to stick together now. I mean, we saw the worst of us yesterday, and um, I think the upside, if there is an upside, the upside is that we get to now craft a new narrative with an overabundance of evidence that the status quo is neither viable it's no longer it's not it's not attractive it's no longer viable and it's no longer sustainable the goalposts have not been moved what we're saying is we're changing the field of play altogether and it has got to be racial, social, economic, gender justice from here on out. And I know that Vice Pre or excuse me, President-elect Biden was wanting to come in and be a peacemaker and kind of, you know, kind of bring us back to stability. Nah, that's that's over with. You're, you're not doing that. We can't let him do that. It has got to be assertive. It has to be um, innovative and it, we have to, on those uncertain terms, destroy all, all remnants of um, racism in America. Um, I don't know where that rant just came from, but it just came to me. 
Um, but here's the thing, y'all. Despite what happened yesterday, I'm extraordinarily hopeful for the future. Um, that was their, I, I do believe it. I believe that was, that was their last dance. They just don't know it yet. Um, but we're moving forward. We're going to move on. And I think the way that we do that is, um, through love. I think first we got to love each other, build each other up. Um, we are going to have to toughen up. We're going to have to do some things. Clearly, all of those um, thugs, um, looters, rioters, protesters need to be punished to the full extent of the law. And uh, any thoughts of, of pardoning, um, you know, Trump have to be off the table for, for Biden. And we have to go after Josh Hawley. We have to go after Ted Cruz. They need to be expelled. All those House members need to be, be expelled. It's time to play hardball. And that's to me that is an act of love. I think, I think it's tough love. It's um, Joe Clark. Uh, shout out, uh, uh, shout out to uh, uh, Principal Joe Clark. I think he passed away last week. Um, you, you remember the movie Lean on Me, Morgan Freeman. Some people call me Crazy Joe, but you can call me Batman. Yeah, this. <laughs> Woo! I haven't gone this long in a long time. I, and I had just told Heidi, I'm like, you know what? This is going to be a really brief show. I'll be able to run. Um, um, there's a, one of our favorite restaurants is doing a, a promotion tonight. And I'm like, oh, I'll be done in no time. And she just kind of looked at me like, yeah, whatever. Um, turns out um, she was quite right. Um, but hey, here's the thing. Someone asked me today if, uh, if, I've, if, I, if I've lost faith in the system and the answer is absolutely a hundred percent I have lost all faith in the system in its current form I don't believe that the system can be revived I don't believe it can be redesigned um, it needs to be pitched and uh, we 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 now get to to design systems rooted in anti-racism, inequity, injustice. So while I've lost faith in the system, I have not lost faith in you. I have not lost faith in us as people. Faith in us is stronger. It's as strong as it's ever been. Um, and we're going to need each other because we're, we're all we've got. Um, so let's not be scared. Let's not be afraid. Um, let's go out. Let's go out and and um, let's let's build the world. Let's build the world we wanna we wanna live in. Um, on that note, you all, I'm gonna get up out of here. Keep your head up. I know you'll be up watching the news like I like I'll be. Um, but just keep keep being good to yourself. Keep being good to each other. And uh, I'm going to catch you on the flip side on the next episode of The Uninvited. Peace. People have been telling you cowards that if you let the president lie about our democracy over and over and then join him in that lie and say he's right when you know for a fact that he is not, there will be a terrible price to pay. But you just never thought you'd have to pay it too. I really do hope you're enjoying those tax cuts.
and those judges, because those judges are really going to be working hard. They're going to be busy throwing these idiots in jail. And by idiots, I include the Republicans who let this happen. Like you, Senator Josh Hawley, raising your stupid fist to the mob outside the Capitol. Look at that. It's like black power, but the opposite. There really should be a name for that. And obviously, he has to keep his fist closed because if he opened it, you'd see all the blood on his hands.